All right, it's Wednesday. How are you, mama? Picture the scenario. Maybe you don't have to picture it. Maybe you just need to think back to the last time this happened, or maybe it was even yesterday for Valentine's Day. You wake up on your birthday, or Mother's Day, or Valentine's Day, excited to have a day to celebrate you. Finally, a day that's about me and not everyone else around me. Then you get out of bed, and the morning is just like any other day, except you get a hug and a happy birthday from each member in your family. Then the day just goes on as usual. Or some of you may have had the disappointment of no one even remembering. Some of you moms are single moms. I was there for six years. With young kids, there may be no one around to remind them it's your birthday. It can be very discouraging when it's the day designated for you to feel honored and special, but it doesn't go as you had hoped. Happy day after Valentine's Day. I hope you all felt loved, either by your spouse or your kids or both, even if they didn't do something extravagant. Let's talk about feeling special and loved on those special celebration days. Hey mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me, but I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important, and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loved life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. I have an exciting offer for all of you. I am doing some market research to create something so exciting for you mamas, but I need your help. As a thank you for your help, the first five of you that send me an email or pop me a message in the Facebook community that you're interested, you will get a free coaching session. After the five, the price will be just a little $50 for anyone else that's interested in this offer. I'm giving them away for free because I wanted to be able to give you a huge thank you for your help. I will use the information that I get to be able to narrow down exactly what you mamas need that are listening. And out of that, you will walk away with an amazing, tailored, flexible schedule and routines for you catered to your personal needs and a checklist that I create special for you to be able to follow through with it, along with two weeks of me checking in for accountability for you. It's a win-win for both of us. I have been blessed with a husband that makes it a point to remember important dates like anniversaries, birthdays, special occasions. So since we've been married, I have never felt forgotten. I've had plenty of celebrations that didn't quite feel like celebrations. I didn't feel special or honored. And even though I wasn't forgotten, it was just day as usual. My 37th birthday was a bit rough. We had a toddler and a one-month-old, so bedtime for the kids is early. We couldn't leave the baby, so we decided to order in. The place that I wanted to order from, we couldn't order for delivery, and we didn't want to leave because it was late and would have taken too long, so we just picked a second option. Food was not great. It was cold when I was able to eat it. When the delivery got to our door, my husband had decided to go take a shower, so I had to dish up everything for the kids. By the time I got to sit down and eat, it was cold and gross because I had to take care of the baby, make sure everybody else was taken care of, and then I was eating on my own. It just felt like any other day with not so great 
cold food. And that was the one thing that I had asked for. So it was a little frustrating and very disappointing for me. And I know it sounds silly when I say it out loud, and I know better, but I let it get to me. It was something so small, but I had built it up in my head of what I wanted, and I expected it to go that way. And it didn't. I had just spent the past two years having infants during my birthday. I was really hoping that this year would be different. I had high expectations. The problem with those high expectations, though, is I didn't vocalize them to anyone else. All I did was I said I wanted to have dinner, that I didn't have to cook or clean up, and I wanted to watch a movie at night. I didn't talk about how important it was to me to anybody. They didn't know. Even though I know better, and I know I need to vocalize it to those around me, I didn't. Just because I coach others on these things doesn't mean I'm immune to it. I have my moments too. The problem is I am totally aware it's happening, and I make the conscious decision to continue down the spiral, instead of doing the tactics that I know all so well to get out of that spiral. I ended up spending the next two days in a really bad mood, all bent out of shape because my birthday dinner didn't go as planned. I held on to the disappointing emotions for two whole days. I didn't talk to anybody about it, and I was just a grump, and probably not very fun to be around. Finally, I told my husband that I wanted a do-over. The moment I talked to him about it, instead of holding on to all those awful emotions, I felt better. He picked up dinner for my number one choice on his way home from work, since it wasn't an option to have delivered, and we had a very nice time. I got to eat it while it was hot, I didn't have to take care of the other kids, but it took me getting over myself, letting go of the frustration I was holding on to, and talking it through with Johnny to be able to enjoy my time. I could have continued to hold on to that, become bitter and angry, and then go into my 38th birthday harboring those emotions, and probably have had a bad 38th birthday then too, because all I could think about was how bad that last year's was, and this year's probably going to be the same, and just go through that cycle in my head. We all know that cycle all too well. How often have you gone into that cycle? How many celebrations have you been disappointed? How many have you had high expectations that just didn't end up happening? I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Get ready. It's likely to happen again. But it doesn't have to end disappointing. It all comes down to us, how we communicate, and how we manage our own thoughts and expectations. Then, when we have done everything to manage that, and it still is a disappointing day, it comes down to how we handle those emotions and what we do with them. Do we hold on to them for two days like I did, or a month, or a year? Or do we work through them? and let them go as we can, and then move on. I don't know how your Valentine's Day went. I'm actually recording this on Monday, so I don't know how Valentine's Day will go for us, but we don't have a whole lot planned. It's going to be very low-key. It's my grandma's birthday, so we're going to do a small celebration with her and then coming back home. Finances are tight, so we won't be ordering out. We won't be doing anything extravagant. We have the kids, and we both wake up really early, so we may just have some yummy dessert and put the kids to bed. We did get the girls flowers and a card so they can feel special and honored as well. I do hope you enjoyed yourself and your family, but if you didn't, if you were disappointed, or if you have been in the past, you can use these tactics that I'm going to talk about to work through it and help avoid feeling that disappointment in the future. One of the first things you need to do before the event and the day of the event is manage your expectations. This doesn't mean to expect very little. I don't mean have very little expectations. 
I just mean to evaluate the current situation and have realistic expectations for the event. Are your finances tight like they are for us right now? Don't expect your spouse to get you an extravagant gift. You don't have someone to remind your kids about the special day? Don't expect them to do something special for you if you haven't talked to them about it. I still remind my older girls about birthdays and help facilitate gifts or cards because they just don't remember. Whatever circumstances you are in, your expectations should match. We have little kids at home. You can hear one of them in the background right now. He's not so happy. And he won't take a bottle. So going out to dinner in the evening is just not an option. If I want to be able to have an enjoyable dinner, that is their bedtime. And if we were out, I wouldn't be able to enjoy and relax. If we have a function around bedtime that we don't want to miss and have to take the kids, that's a totally different situation. I will go. I'm not going to end up staying home just because it's their bedtime. But I have to manage my expectations. I know it's not going to be as calm and relaxing and enjoyable as it would be if I could leave my kids with a sitter and get them to bed on time. I know there might be meltdowns and that sleep that night is probably not going to be great because the kids will be overtired. I know that going in, so I have the realistic expectations. I can enjoy myself because I'm not discouraged with how the evening is going. All right, I took a little break, got Caleb happy again. That is the joy of doing a recording and not live because I can pause and take care of the kids. Talking about managing expectations, I expected him to nap for more than half an hour. So I got some dishes done and then I came down to do my recording and he woke up right away. Next time, I will have to manage my expectations a little bit better. Maybe start recording before I do dishes. So number two is communicate expectations. Is your husband or your kids, are they horrible gift givers? Don't expect something wonderful unless you have communicated it. I pride myself in giving thoughtful, meaningful gifts. I love giving gifts. My husband is not like that. He wants to know exactly what you want and that's what he's going to get for you. Surprises? No way. He wants to make sure that it's what you want and something that you're going to like. My love language is not gifts, but if I get a gift, I want to know that they put some thought and some effort in and really thought about something that I would enjoy and that I would care about, something personal. And that's how I end up feeling special when somebody gives me a gift because we are so different in gift giving. I spent the first couple of years of our marriage really frustrated. I didn't want to tell him what to get me. I wanted him to put some thought into it. When I finally had a conversation with him about it, he thought he was doing well because he was getting me what I, what I wanted. It took me explaining what made a gift special to me and what I liked when it came to gift giving for him to realize that just getting me what I want or something that I need is not necessarily what matters to me. I can go buy something that I want or need on my own. When I get a gift, I want it to be special and thoughtful. If you have a specific idea of how you want an event or a celebration to go, communicate that to those involved, whether it's your family, your spouse, your kids, friends, anybody who is involved in that celebration. If they don't know, they can't help facilitate that. If they can't help facilitate that, then your expectations, most likely they're not going to be met. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It's true. So what do you do when you've managed your expectations, you've communicated all of your expectations to those around you, but it still doesn't go well and it ends in disappointment? Make sure to give yourself grace. Don't hold your anger or frustration over those that are involved. They love you and they didn't intend on disappointing you. I can guarantee that 
they wanted you to enjoy that. And it wasn't their intentions for you to not enjoy and for you to end up being disappointed by the end of the day. Give yourself grace too, though. Know that you're loved and you're cared for. And just because the day didn't go as you had hoped, you're still surrounded by people who love you. Number four, let it go. You have all these emotions. Sometimes it feels good in the moment to wallow in them and throw a little self-pity party because you think you deserve it. But guess what? You're only hurting yourself. While everyone else around you is going about their week and probably enjoying a lot of it, you're sitting there on the sidelines, feeling sorry for yourself, missing out on everything else because you're stuck in what was already done. You're only hurting yourself and possibly the others around you. Have you ever been around a Mr. Grumpy Pants or someone who's bitter and negative all the time? It's contagious. You're likely spreading your grumpy pants to others around you and no one wants to be around that. We don't have time for that. We don't want that. So take off your grumpy pants, put on some happy pants, and then distract yourself. Number five, distract yourself. In order to be able to let it go, it can be hard sometimes to get yourself out of that grumpy mood and to force yourself out of wallowing in your pity party. Because once we get in that pity party wallowing, it's almost like we are enjoying it in some weird way. I can tell you all day to let it go. We can go through and sing the song even. But sometimes it's just too difficult. If you get yourself out of the situation and go do something fun or something that will distract you, you'll be able to shift your focus from what happened to what you are currently doing. And before you know it, your pity party will be over and you're going to be enjoying yourself. You might even smile a little bit. When I'm talking about this, it reminds me of a situation before my husband and I got married, actually. We were about to go on a date and I don't even remember what it was about. It was probably something super stupid. But for probably a good day or two, I was upset with him. Like He never really did anything awful. So I don't know what I could have been upset about, but I was upset and I was wallowing in my own little pity party, but we were supposed to go on this date and I didn't want to cancel the date, but I also didn't want to be in a bad mood, but I couldn't, I couldn't get myself out of the bad mood. So I talked to my pastor and I talked to a close friend and they said that we need to do something fun and exciting. And so we took his motorcycle. I rode on the back of the motorcycle and we went for a really long bike ride, went to this place down by the beach, sat outside, had a drink and some appetizers, and we just hung out. Then before you know it, we were laughing and enjoying ourselves. And and who knows what we were even upset about. We were all of a sudden just happy and it's like nothing had ever happened. So if you can get yourself out and enjoy a moment, it will help you to let go of those grumpy pants so much easier. Then number six, change your heart by thanking God. Just get in a attitude of thankfulness. It can be hard to have expectations not met, especially on the days that are important to you. But just remember, no matter what the outcome, you're loved by your family They only want what's best for you, and they didn't make the day difficult for you intentionally. Remember what truly matters. In the long run, that difficult day is just a blip compared to eternity. You are surrounded by people who love you. Take these tips and remember that God loves you and gave you your remarkable family. Instead of dwelling on what went wrong, change your mindset to focus on the good. 
Start thanking God for all he's done, all he has given you, and that even though your day was horrible, you made it through the day and thank him that you can start fresh tomorrow. There's always something to be grateful for. If you begin to live in an attitude of thankfulness for all God has done for you, it is a lot more difficult to sit down and wallow in your own pity party for more than a couple minutes. The more this becomes a focus, the more of a habit it will become for your brain to shift to a thankful heart rather than a bitter heart. I may have directed these six tips towards special celebrations, but they can be used in any area of life. If you're having a bad day, if things just aren't going your way, if the kids are just going crazy and you are starting to lose it, just remember these tips and put them into practice. It will completely transform your day. I love you, Mama, and I sincerely hope you had a wonderful Valentine's. If not, that's okay. Take a redo or just enjoy today and set some different expectations next year. I'll see you in the Facebook community and I hope to hear from you to do a coaching session. Have a great rest of your week, Mamas. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.